Well, John Egbert has not fired us yet, so I guess we're, we're here. here. For, we're it's here. It's amazing. We're here for another show. <laughs> Egbert, the new owner of the radio station. Um, E-G-G-B-U-R-T. You want to check him out? Egbert.com. Matter of fact, it's sort of interesting. Egbert is a man about town. He's a little bit, he's here, there, and everywhere. So anyway, we'll talk about that later. It is Tuesday, December 19th. It is, uh, what, uh, five, six days till Christmas? It is, yeah, six days, yeah. Six a days week from Christmas. today, we will be coming down from our Christmas high. Now. And, and a week from today is the first day of Kwanzaa, Brad, so happy early <laughs> Kwanzaa to, to you. You know that sure. date is very important to me. <laughs> right. Do we miss, did we miss Festivus? Is that, is that in there somewhere, too? I think Festivus is more when, whenever, whenever the feeling strikes, Brad. And <sighs> technically, since it's an airing of grievances, yeah. that's what you and I do from Monday <laughs> through Friday from well, 7 to 8 a.m. every day. Well, yeah, we talk about all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff. John Combest is the guy who runs the johncombest.com website, C-O-M-B-E-S-T, common name on the first, J-O-H-N, John Combest best.com and you know i i get so distracted i'm like a little kid sometimes i'm you know like you know like squirrel you know that kind of thing yesterday yeah. we we're supposed to do the top three in the first segment of the show right at the top of the which show and yesterday we, we didn't do it till the second segment which was my fault so without further ado don't you like that uh here's john combest with the top three starting with number three these are the most important according to john which are in his on his site today the three biggest stories in the state of missouri for politics, political-wise, whatever you want to look at it. Number three, we will start with what something that will be a trend at least through next August, which is statewide media discovering the joy that is Bill Eigel. <laughs> Two newspapers today. Bill Eigel, as many of you know, is from Weldon Spring in St. Charles County. And the, both the Kansas City Star and the Springfield News Leader have profiles, I'd call them mini-profiles today, on Bill Eigel focusing on his legislation. The, the highlight to me was the fact that the Kansas City Star reporter described Bill Eigel and his compatriots in the Missouri Senate as, quote, noisy, unquote. So the, the joy of this, again, is that folks outside of the St. Louis metro region will be discovering the joy that is Bill Eigel, and he is sure to, to surprise and delight reporters who haven't had much contact with See, him. See, here's what's sad about it. I actually like the guy. You know? Yeah, I, I, mean, I understand. I, mean, I know, I he's, know. He's a very likable kind of guy, has a good personality, um, you know, and I am I will, once again, I will say in, in full disclosure, once upon a time, he was a client on this various, this various uh, very yeah. radio station. He advertised his business called St. Louis Skylights. He sold the business, went into politics. I had absolutely positively great relationship with him, as as you know, as a client, uh, he was always very good to me. We always had great conversations. He did a great job with his with his company. Uh, you know, just a good guy. Now yeah. the problem is, I think that this is one of the things in media that he's gotten this this you know maybe uh, non deserved reputation as being sort of a little bit on the nutty side, super right wing. Uh, would, right. Would, would would that be a proper way to sort of put it? Yeah, and the rest of the sentence today <laughs> that the Kansas City Star reporter chose to create was, he's one of the de facto leaders of a noisy hard right faction. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's the reputation. But but also, Brad, I think that that's when you are coming, when you're him, and you're running against two folks that have been around Jefferson City for a long time, Mike Kehoe and Jay Ashcroft. 
you've got to do something to make noise. Well, yeah. And if you're not noisy, who's going to pay attention to you? And he's sort of the outsider-insider, if that makes any sense. You know? Right. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. And and he would embrace that. If he, if he was on with us today, he would point out that he is the underdog. Yeah. And he likes that role. Right. You, know, you and- want to be... You want to be punching up when you're a relatively unknown candidate in a statewide race. Well, especially with Ashcroft being second generation, you know, politician, you know, Absolutely. as far as his father. Keogh, not the, not the situation whatsoever. He's essentially a self-made person as far as his political situation is concerned. And, you know, once again, they are, you know, what a nameplates, whatever you want to call it, in Jefferson City, whereas Bill is not. Bill is Correct. an yep. east, an east, east central Missouri kind of guy. Uh, lives in St. Charles. I think I'm trying to think. Does he does he live in St. Charles County? I'm, yeah, he's Weldon Spring. That's right. Okay, what am I thinking? I mean, I yep. thought he, I thought for a while he lived in St. Louis County somewhere. Okay, anyway, that's Bill Igo. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's the number three maybe, story. The maybe, number two story. Maybe tomorrow is we'll call him. The and see online what publication Politico, which is based out of Washington D.C., has a story about the nation about the national trend of certain states attempting to put pro-choice language on the ballot in different states. Missouri is one of those states where pro-choice activists are talking about putting. A statewide referendum on the ballot to to put abortion to make abortion legal through the state constitution. Now the inter- this has been a story for a while. The interesting thing about the Politico piece is that the woman who runs a group called Abortion Action Missouri says that investors, and that's the word she uses, is investors may not choose to invest in Missouri. Because it could the, – the hurdle to get on the ballot may be so high and the timeline so compressed that, abor- that pro-choice or pro-abortion they, – they like to be called pro-abortion now. I don't know if you're aware of that trend, Brad. They don't just want to be pro-choice. They want to be called pro-abortion. Pro-abortion activists want to put this on the ballot and they have a limited timeline because even if they started tomorrow, they, they have to submit their – they have to submit at least by May – to get on the November ballot. So the timeline's really compressed. So the interesting thing is that, and we've seen this before from a spokesman for the ACLU was quoted in the liberal publication Mother Jones by, by doubting the fact that, that Missouri may see huge money. And you know, a, a $30 million figure is one that's been floated based on what it costs uh, to get the measure passed in Ohio. So it's an interesting development in that, in that the pro-choice folks claim that the public is on their side, yet they're indicating now that that their abortion industry investors might not invest in Missouri. Hmm, interesting. And, and the number the, the number, number one, one story today throughout throughout all newspapers in Missouri is that the Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, also known as DESE, released their rankings, essentially their assessments of of school districts throughout Missouri. That includes public schools and then public charter schools, and talk a little bit about which ones are accredited how the schools have progressed. And the main takeaway from it is that the department is acknowledging that schools are still trying to dig out from the hole that was created by the COVID pandemic shutdowns. So every newspaper throughout Missouri has a, most newspapers throughout Missouri have, are working on a local, a local angle to this. That news coverage will, is up today on my website, but also you'll see tomorrow and throughout the weekend as the reporters dig a little bit deeper into those numbers. And I have to tell you, I read a couple different articles. That I, I read the Post-Dispatch article. I read the Missouri Independent article. As a parent... I'm glad my kids are no longer in school. Can, yeah. I, can I be honest with you? Now, you've you got kids in school. How do you feel I, about this? 
about now, well, first of all, the 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 shutdowns during the pandemic and absolutely shutting down face to face instruction. You know, it's one of those things that sounded so good in 2020 when we were in the when we were in the uh, what was it two weeks to stop the spread. And a lot of people were saying, look, this is a horrible idea. And now we're paying for it. You know, the, the, the hindsight's twenty twenty. It's always twenty twenty. Yep. You look back at things right now, and I've had this happen several times with people that I know, you know, business-wise, personally, and things like that, where you say something about, oh, I think I'm maybe getting a cold, and then they'll the com- you know comment will come up, oh, have you gotten your booster shots? And <laughs> yeah. pe- people laugh about that now. You know? Yeah. I mean, like you've you've never taken any of the shots, correct? I've yeah, absolutely not. Now I I took the first two. And believe it or not, I had to drive. I told the story. I had to drive to Raymore, Missouri, twice. If you know where Raymore is, yeah, on the western little, side of the state. Well, you can't get much western than that yeah. because <laughs> you go about a mile west of there, and you're in Kansas. You know, it's it's south of Kansas City, but it's the extreme west part of the state. And now it's to the point where, who in the world got their boosters? You know, yeah. I mean, the whole and, crazy and, thing. Uh, and you know the. It, what we see, though, Brad, and p- folks have gone to my website, have seen this over the last couple of weeks, the local health officials and the local health, quote unquote, experts, like the mini Fauci's in every community are when it comes to holiday time every year, 2022, 2023, they want to be back in the news. And it allows them to get on their local public radio station <laughs> and, and reach out to their local television reporter and, and, and news reporter and say, no, but this time it's different. This time this variant is really bad and you guys got to go get the booster. You got to get the shot. Listen to me. Pay attention to me. And it's, it's, it's a cottage industry for these folks. They tasted a little bit of fame, Brad, in 2020 and 2021, and they'll never get over the fact that they'll never be that famous again. A little bit of fame? You mean, you mean like Dr. Dr. Fauci kind of fame? I mean, Dr. Fauci. Well, in, in their local communities, think about the guy. Who was the guy in St. Louis that loved himself? Oh, that was a lot. There was there were a couple of them. The one guy was from St. Louis County, um, uh, you know, and and he was he was the guy, um, not the guy that pretended to be victimized by the crowd, but there was a guy that was like a yeah. mini Fauci. Yeah, remember? yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was he worked for St. Louis County. He wasn't he wasn't, uh, 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 and and there was a guy because he used to be on every talk station, every radio. Yes. 97.1 used to have him on. Camo X had him on. And, you know, what's sort of crazy about it is 97.1 had this one doctor, and I can't remember what his, what his name was. I have to look that up. And they had him on all the time. And he was the most reasoned voice I heard about this whole thing. People would call wow. him. He would, he would sort of give both sides of the equation. He would say, well, you know, if you believe, blah, 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 blah. If you don't, you know, I'm going like, I yeah. like this guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, because he's essentially saying this is what you're hearing from essentially the federal government, you know, vis-a-vis, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Fauci. And this is what the medical community says. They agree with some of the things that the federal government is saying, but we disagree with other things. And, you know, you go through the whole crazy thing. Uh, now, l- let me let me backtrack on a couple different things you have there. Yeah, sure. Number two, when do you think the Republicans will learn about the fact that if they embrace this abortion issue as hard as they do they're never going to get elected anymore you you mean if they if they choose if they go to the pro-life position of no exceptions that they'll never get elected well like okay 
I've got four kids, okay? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine not having those four kids, okay? And I, I say that, that sounds sort of weird, but there's a situation, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like it's a wonderful life or back to the future, you know, where you look at yeah. like, what could have happened if this happened, you know, 20 years ago before I had my kids, you know what I mean? That kind of yep. a thing. And by the same token, I, I'm not a, a guy that's, that's like, you know, hey, we need to have abortion. But by the same token, the Texas case to me cries out to the rest of the country, see what happens when you nutbags put in this really super strict law. You know, the whole crazy thing. There's a story about a woman, and I think she actually had to leave Texas to get an abortion, who her doctor said to her, your baby has a fatal defect, a fatal fetal defect, if you want to look at it that way. Your baby is not going to be born live matter of fact there may be complications to you by you know keeping this pregnancy going and she tried to get an abortion in texas and they said no way no way can you get an abortion the law says no exceptions no exceptions no exceptions and to me it's like okay hold on a minute you know it's almost like zero tolerance the z- yeah the- but so brad when, when you talk about when will republicans learn when you say republicans like you if you if you talk about them as a monolith, if you talk about them as one group, that's like saying when will the Democrats learn to stop saying defund the police? So there's people that make a when you say Republicans, there are campaign consultants that make a career out of getting people elected, and that's di- that's a different group, Brad, than people who are involved in politics. There's a guy named Sam Lee, who's been involved in pro-life efforts for I think about 40 years. There's a difference between the Sam Lees whose main issue is pro-life and somebody who's 40 years old who makes their money by getting Republicans elected. So when you say, when will Republicans learn, Sam Lee would call himself a Republican and he's like, I'm not giving an inch on abortion. Now, the interesting thing, Brad, is that last week there were proposals when – two weeks ago when, legisl- when legislators could introduce legislation or, or pre-foul legislation in Missouri, there were two legislators – that proposed a bill suggesting that women that get an abortion be charged with murder. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, so I, I thought to myself, the here, part of the state. here we go again. Missouri's you know? pro-life groups came out and said they opposed that bill. And their point, Brad, was that if you do something extreme, like saying, hey, women who get an abortion should be charged with murder and subjected to the death penalty, it's absolutely ridiculous, it's punitive, and, and also, by the way, it draws people away from the cause. So that's, that's essentially what you're saying, but, but what you're saying is that Republicans shouldn't run on this. No, You get my point, though? There's I, a difference I, between people I, who are charged with running campaigns and winning elections and people who care about the pro-life issue because it's, because it's their issue. It's why they're involved in campaigns. Absolutely, positively, 100%. I hear what you're saying, and I know, you know I agree with what you're saying, but you're talking to a guy who has been in the radio industry for a long time, okay? Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting things is when Shelly and I used to do the BS.show, uh, BS.show show, that sounds weird, the BS, what do you call it? It's BS.show, the BS.show show. Anyway, uh, one of the things I used to always tell her was, it's the radio and a lot of things in life are like the Jay Leno street walking thing. You know, if you walk down the street and you randomly walk up to a person and say, 
hey, who's the president of the United States? There's going to be a segment of those people who have no idea who the president Absolutely, is. Absolutely, for and, sure. And you're going like, how can you live in this country? How can you not pay attention to the fact that the guy's picture is on the front page of every news site every single yep. day? You know, he's he gets you know mentioned by pro-con every single day, and you don't know who he is. Now, going back to the radio thing, one of the interesting things is back in the day when we had in ratings, uh, when Arbitron was doing ratings, we had a diary method, which means Arbitron sent out this little diary. Literally, it was like a little small book, had each of the days on it. And your job was you're supposed to write down what station you listen to at one point in time. Okay? We were taught that in music radio, the first thing out of your mouth when a song's starting to fade out and you're coming in as a DJ, the first thing out of your mouth is the call letters. Because, mm, okay. because you want to sell those call letters and you want to make sure that they know they're listening to Egbert KSLQ. Okay, KSLQ, Egbert 104.5, okay? Because of the fact that most people have no idea what they're listening to. Yeah. You know, to a certain extent, if unless they're what we call, there's there's various things in radio, so you're going to get your radio education here. There's what they call <laughs> P1, P2, and P3 listeners. A P1 listener is, a, is this is very common with Casey. This is why Casey does so well. A P1 listener is a guy who works on a loading dock, um, and he has Casey playing eight hours a day and gotcha. this pe- mm-hmm. and and even to the point where where I can tell you like if you go to there's a gas station in St. Charles County right there the Circle K right there on uh, that would be on Mid River's Mall Drive across from there's a new um uh, Barnes Hospital um you know early child care kind of place and it's sort of catty corner from Skukuka St. Charles Community College you walk in that store and they're playing Casey those listeners are the people that work there are P1s. They listen all day mm-hmm. long to Casey. P2 is the person who maybe has one or two favorite stations, maybe bounces around, and the P3 is the button pusher. You know, he's driving down yep. the highway in here. The car, she's, just right, scanning whatever song right, he the, hears or, or voice he hears. Right, hitting the scan button, you know, pressing the presets, whatever the kind of situation. And the idea behind that is most people, and what's interesting is me included. I can tell you things that I heard on the radio yesterday, but I can't remember which station I heard it on. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and to the point where because I'm a button pusher, partly because yep. that's what I do for a living. And it's I give the example of if I owned a restaurant, I always give this example, you know, which may be sort of stupid, but people will say, you know, people will say, uh, you know, uh, you know, do you listen to, you know, do you do one thing? And I always say, you know, hey, you know what? The radio business is like the restaurant business. Every radio station has a different flavor, and your whole goal is to make those people come to your radio station or eat at your radio station, so to speak, on a regular basis. How do you do that? You give them certain things that are like, you know, one guy I used to work for, he called it a thumb suck. Uh, You know, the thumb suck is like the little baby kind of thing, that you feel comfortable with that. But Ah, yet, the most important thing is... Back in the day, you sell the callers. Now it doesn't make any difference anymore because of the fact that they're using this electronic system called the, the PPM, the personal people meter, where I won't go into that. But it's, it's see, this is how the thing, when I hear these things, and I hear what you're saying, but my situation is I say that to the average Joe, when they think Republican, I don't care who it is, when they think Republican, they're thinking, oh, that guy, gal, all they care about is abortion. All they care about is abortion. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I, I understand, and I know we're over time here now, but also, if you're a Republican campaign consultant in Missouri, and you were talking to Brad and John off the record, we're just hanging out, having an adult beverage, they would tell you, 
we're not emphasizing abortion this election. We're going to talk about how much it costs when you go to the grocery store but the and Dems, why that is the fault of the Democrats. But the Dems are going to hit them over the head with the abortion thing. That's all they're going to do. You know, yeah, 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 you're right about that. Right, right. Okay, we have to take a break. It's 722.